So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. How are you, Dane? Ooh, I'm good, Donnie. Thanks for having me once again. Ryan, how are you tonight? Hey, buddy. Live and well. Great introduction. <laughs> you guys have me here. Legally distinct from Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> um, you, you had yeah. a coming to Luke moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, absolutely. So, and if you tell me that the prequels were the best part of Star Wars, then then I will slap you right in the mouth because I don't I don't agree. But he's been on his face with his dumb tongue sticking out. It looked like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Louse's predictions, Dane's predictions, and Ryan's predictions. Prediction. Um, actually, yeah, there's one. Yeah, okay, um, cool. So, so I'll go the- Star no, Wars no, fans but- are the biggest haters of Star Wars. No, but just that's yeah. what it is. No, yeah. I get it. No, so traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops, farm boy. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club. Craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, craft beer fans. My name is Donnie, and you are listening to Craft Brews and Geek News, episode 57. This is the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club. We are here to talk about, of course, craft brews and geek news, um, national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. I am joined this evening by one Mr. D.T. Mert. How are you, Dane? Ooh. I'm good, Donnie. Thanks for having me once again. Ryan, how are you tonight? Hey, buddy. Live and well. <laughs> Great introduction. You guys have me here. Ryan good, evening. good evening. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> I right, liked the kickover. Take- I did. I liked it. It was, it was, it was smooth. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I mentioned before, we, we get into a lot of crappier stories, and we have a, 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 a cool one tonight to talk about. Um, but first, we always kick it off by talking about some beers that we've tried recently that we're going to try to drink that we uh, uh, really enjoyed. Of course, this is the last podcast of 2017. Boys, drink it in. Can you believe that? We started at the tail end of 2016. It is now the end of 2017. That means we've been going for over a year. We've done... 57 episodes. There are 52 weeks in a year, which means we have roughly done that plus more. Um, it's a lot of fun. We, we've had a lot of fun with this. So as the last podcast of the year, we're going to talk about some of the beers that we really loved of 2017. Um, we do have a really good story here. Um, and then we want to talk about, of course, what, what came out, what we all saw uh, last weekend was The Last Jedi, the, the episode eight from Star Wars. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that quite a bit. We have some predictions that I scribbled down here on this paper. <laughs> um, some things that did come true, some things that didn't come true. If you did not hear that episode, it is episode 56. You can find it on the channel on Android, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Um, check it out because we actually had some pretty solid uh, speculation there. But we'll get into that in a second here. So moving on, um, beers that we've tried that we want to try, things that we are drinking now. Um, anybody have anything interesting? I've got something that's that's kind of unique. But but Ryan, what are you, Dane, what are you guys working on? Sure. Well, um, I'm actually not drinking anything right now because everything I've wanted is supposedly sold out. At least that's what Brittany was telling me today. <laughs> When she's she, at the grocery she store. would, wouldn't she? <laughs> yeah. All the shelves were well, empty. Well, I kept telling her I wanted 
I keep saying I want the Sierra Nevada winter pack or whatever it is. And she said, I think they may have had it, but maybe sold out. She said, well, uh, the store is out of beer. Sorry. (laughs) They just don't have any beer. What I will probably do for the Christmas break, I'm going to go buy some Sierra Nevada celebration and enjoy that. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to be drinking probably for the next few days. It is a great, it's a great winter beer, and they are our unofficial sponsors. So shout out to them and, and good Ooh-hoo. for supporting the cause. No doubt. Mr. Ryan. Yeah, uh, picked up something tonight, actually, on the way home. It's uh, the Breckenridge, uh, Breckenridge, I always say bridge, but Breckenridge Breweries uh, Christmas Ale. Um, it's from Colorado, of course, and uh, it's, it comes in at about 7%. A uh, little write-up here says that it's a sturdy texture. Uh, rich with flavors of caramel and chocolate, great for the holiday season, and uh, good to be drank by a fire. Unfortunately, I'm not by a fire. I'm inside my house <laughs> doing this podcast with you, you lovely gentlemen. But it is, it is that season. and I, Well, I am drinking it in my fire and beer glass from the Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Mm. So, you know, that's halfway there, I guess. But it's pretty tasty. It's, uh, it, it's not exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting... Um, Probably something a little more like uh, the the Sierra Nevada that Dame was referring to, not the celebration, the uh, the, the other one, forgetting the name uh, we talked about last week. But it's good, it's decent. It could be uh, it's missing something, unfortunately. But I hmm. still like it. It's still drinkable. All right. Well, I'm drinking something, Ryan, in honor of you and your blue milk, um, because I actually picked up this this uh, well. The Abbey of Abbey, Abbey of Abbey of La Hefe, yes. Lefe, if you will. It's a Belgian ale. Um, I, I grabbed this because it's a blonde Belgian. It tastes and drinks more like a, a table beer, more like a table Belgian. I forget what they said at 610. Um, yeah. But it, it reminded me, uh, what I wanted to do was just to drink this beer and to compare it to your blue milk that you brought for Star Wars uh, The Last Jedi because um, Ryan made a very kick-ass Belgian ale. And it was... Um, it was uh, bready, but yet not not bad. It, this is much much lighter. Mm-hmm. This is a blonde Belgian, so this is much much lighter than I really would have expected it to be. I, I really thought this was going to be quite doughy and, and very heavy, but um, it's very light. Again, it's it's just a blonde uh, Belgian. It's very good blonde Belgian. It's very drinkable. Um, but Ryan, I mean, the beer that you made for Saturday was is. Uh, comparable if not better than this one i mean honestly wow. it's it, you made a really damn good beer um i say that because i know how much you put into it and what you what you what you try to do for the the celebration of drinking blue milk at a star wars uh premiere which is which is great yeah uh, but, but it really was a, it was a good tasting beer and i think that you did a good job and so i wanted to try this one now this is more refined so it's clear it's a little bit more crisp it's a little bit more palatable i think in terms of a general market it, t- it just tastes a little bit more it's a damn good beer the one you got there it's a, it's a really good beer it's a very good beer but yours was also very good and so i just wanted <laughs> to drink this in comparison um and that's what i'm doing so well here I cheers because I've, I've, I've got the belgium in my hand too <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I had to pour the christmas <laughs> ale but i had a glass of this whilst i was drinking it so uh, the know, only thing that's different go ahead go ahead i was gonna say crops made a really good point uh, this uh beer i used the high gravity yeast i typically would not have brewed it with a high gravity Belgian yeast, um, but at the same time, uh, I did. And and Krause made a good point that it needed just a couple more days to kind of uh, 
curve off like that high sort of uh, I wouldn't say yeast taste but uh, you know uh, what what you were it's picking up there yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's that doughy flavor yeah. and it's definitely in the last couple of days kind of calmed down um, since it's been on CO2 in the in the kegerator but so to that point Krav's made a great point uh, give it a little bit more time so but I appreciate the feedback and uh, appreciate the the love for the beer yeah, no, it was very good. But Krobs does know his stuff, so listen to him. He does. <laughs> hang out with Krobs and learn some stuff from him. He is at the um, the old uh, Paradise Brewing Company here at five days a week. So go go meet yeah. him there in, in Clearwater, St. Pete. Great dude. Um, awesome. So the first, well, I guess the next story that I had here for us, this neat story about an entrepreneur here. It's Christmas time. People are thinking about new ways to how they're going to spend the next few years and whatnot. This dude's been been dreaming up this this plan for a long time. But Ryan, I, I thought this was particularly uh, interesting for you to answer. Not has um, as a, as a craft brewer, as a home brewer, um, I, and I've seen this process too. This whole business model is based around the use and recycled use of of CO two gas. So, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. But as when you brew a beer, you ferment the beer, which creates CO two, mm-hmm. then you bottle the beer which you need co2 to do then you Mm -hmm. or you can uh the beer which you also need co2 to do you need co2 in the beer itself to keep the oxygen out of the beer so that the co2 um fills the canister with co2 and and keeps the beer pressurized while the oxygen out of the beer Mm -hmm. uh, which then allows the beer to carbonate Mm -hmm. uh, while it's creating alcohol so all this stuff requires co2 how important is carbon dioxide to bring beer? Well, in in the the description that you just kind of rolled out there, when we have it in the fermenter, the the airlock that I use, obviously on a small six and a half gallon glass carboy, lets all the CO two escape to allow for whatever active fermentation is going on at the time. Um, and then, like you said, you bring the CO two back into it whenever you want to force carb it or put it in and, and have it taste just like the beer that we're used to drinking, right? I mean, you crack open a can of Miller Lite or any bottle of beer and it fizzes and, you know, foams up unless it's nitro. And that's what we're used to having as beer. You could, in effect, not put CO2 onto it if you wanted to, and you could drink it, whether it be a cask ale or which is also uh, naturally carbonated through its own, uh, you know, emissions of CO2, if you will, but uh, you don't really need to carbonate it unless you want it to be more traditional in the beer that you're used to drinking. Um, so I think, Donnie, what, what you're uh, alluding to with this, uh, you know, with this business concept, uh, if, if we're ready to get into that is, um, you know, this guy is using the CO2 that's produced in fermentation to help carbonate his beer when he's ready to put it either into a keg or into cans. Is that, is that correct? Well, it's not necessarily his beer. What he, what, what this guy, this, this a gentleman named Taylor Woods out of uh, Montana basically developed, he's a university of Montana business school alumni that, that devised a way to capture common carbon dioxide emitted from the fermentation process. So while they're actually brewing the beer there and then clean it, recycling, and then use it for the process later on for the common brewer. So this is not a thing that he's doing for his own beer. Oh, okay. He, okay. Thing. I can set a, a catch-all over your fermentation process that you can then produce your own CO2 and then cycle it back through the system and I can insert it into your kegs and bottles as you're packaging or, or fermenting or what it may be. 
That's what he developed. I think this is interesting because he can he can recycle up to thirty percent. Um, I'm sorry, he can save the thirty percent of the CO two costs on a business per year, and it's been proven that he can recycle a hundred percent of the total usage of CO two. Mm. Someone from a brewery say they spend a hundred thousand dollars on CO two gas a year. Um, they can knock it down to seventy grand, which which allows for you know a new bartender, a hostess for your brew pub, whatever it may be. I mean, thirty thirty k is a lot for a small brewery. Um, so. It's it's pretty interesting that he can do this, and this is actually rolling out for any brewery that wants to. Um, they've created a, a payment process that allows breweries to to pay off the savings they would have earned. So, case in point, they lease the equipment to the brewery. Um, instead of paying for the CO two, they can recycle their own CO two and then pay them a monthly fee for leasing the equipment um, and such. So, it's a great model, and I think it's really cool. But I wanted to share it with you because it, it does a few things. A, as part of the brewing process, I think that's really neat. And then B, uh, eventually, you know, when we hit critical mass, I, I think that legislation may pass or may start to pass or maybe lobbied to control the CO2 emissions from breweries because mm. 5,200 strong, that's a lot of CO2 gas being dumped out into the environment. I think it was something to the tune of one keg does 10 to 13 gallons of CO2 um, and throughout its its lifespan. So if you think about that, as in a Cigar City or, or some other place that's doing a quarter of a million or or a half million, you know, barrels of beer, that's a that's a that's a ton of CO two, quite literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you think of it in terms to uh, what sanctions might be put upon the the CO two levels or usage of all the different breweries that are you know calling for it, I mean, that's a that's a great little niche. Uh, market to sort of grow and expand and if there's a way to capture or to to decrease the need for you know uh, a brewery to purchase um, co2 by 30 percent if you can decrease that uh, not only do you help the brewery but you help what you were just talking about with the sanctions possibly uh, you know keeping that at bay a little bit um, and also uh, you know finding a natural way to keep the carbonation of the beer and make it more organic, maybe, maybe make it more crafty. I don't know. Maybe there's a, I wouldn't say CO2 would be any different if it comes from the, the, the yeast fermenting the beer or getting it naturally to the, through the ground and all that. But uh, yeah, I think it's a great, uh, a, a great little thing just to see if it grows and see what it does, you know? Yeah. From a, from a sustainability process. Sustainability. And, yeah. Right. I think that's uh, phenomenal. And they said that you can be 90% efficient um, by using the system hmm. without having to purchase, you know, so you'd only purchase it, cut your, cut your CO2 bill and, and down to 10%. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing. That's crazy. I mean, you can only think like a big, huge uh, fermenter, like at how much CO2 is, is, is lost. Well, how, how much, uh, yeah, how, how much do you pay for your CO2 in your kegerator? What if you could harvest um, it off your fermentation? So right? it'll fill about seven pounds when cold and then that costs about 15 bucks depending but you got to think a brewery they're going to have the big canisters of co2 yeah. and you know most um, bars do now yeah. uh, places though see okay segue into to drinking sodas and stuff a lot of restaurants use co2 to keep their sodas carbonated and and their beer carbonated on draft so you know tie that into all the different breweries that's a lot of co2 being spread so like you said a way to cut down on that or make it more natural, more organic. That's a, a great thing to develop and, and make it so that you can get uh, all of that CO2 recycled to, to help carbonate the beer so that we can have beer that we're used to drinking. 
Yeah. Well, just imagine like a BJ's brew house that not only serves beer, but serves soda, right? What if you could harness your own CO2 from making your beer and making your make it yeah. and serve it in your restaurants to process your soda and your beer. I mean, that's, yeah. that's huge. That's a huge deal. So I, I don't want to dwell on it, but I think no, no, no. I, yeah, we could, we could yeah, talk yeah. about that for hours. It's, it's great. The doors that are opening up with that. I mean, uh, really the thought process yeah. behind that, whoever thought about it, that's, that's a fantastic thing to help with, the rest of the world so yeah good stuff. so we can say we can go ahead and say that's officially the 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 most heavily supported and best idea of the podcast from 2017 it's sure the last one we'll talk about <laughs> <laughs> that and the cynic system <laughs> so uh, yeah that's right the cynic system is great but what if we could use that recycled co2 in the system there it is. <laughs> we care about the environment get it. we do we, we do. do care about do. the environment we also have a lot bigger fish to fry in this podcast because this is the last one of the year and it is the first one after we saw uh, the Star Wars Last Jedi. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. So, boys, we'll just get into it. Before we do, Dane, I, I'm so sorry you were not here for this, but <laughs> as, as we thought about what we were going to do to get ready for The Last Jedi, I surprised the boys when Nick and... Uh, Ryan showed up at the house. I had a tabletop RPG ready and waiting for oh, them, man. for them to play as they arrived in the house. We had our full podcast in studio setup here. It was the first time I used the microphone, so I do apologize on the crappy audio quality. Um, it will get better, as I hope it is now. We did play a. We played about an hour and forty five minutes, which is kind of crazy <laughs> how fast it went. I'm going to cut it up into three. And where we never got anywhere. <laughs> we never got anywhere. Did we even take um, off. I, I don't think- remember. <laughs> we we uh, you'll just have to listen in, Ryan. But I'll I'll definitely cut it up into I'll, I'll probably cut it up into three different episodes and kind of trickle them out in between our regular episodes. That way, people can kind of tune in when they want to and see if it's something they like. And if it's not, you know, whatever, just tell us. But I think it's a lot of fun. The Dane, just to catch up to speed, it's basically D and D for dummies. So it's a it's based off a, a platform called Rysis. If you've ever heard of that, uh, you have three dice, or I guess you have two dice standard that you would roll. Then you have attributes like, you know, uh, pilots or starfighter or gunslinger or smuggler. And you can use those attributes to gain extra dice. So when you complete a roll like, oh, I'm going to steal this guy's spaceship, um, you roll. And if you use your attribute of smuggler, then you get an extra bonus towards towards that. So it's like simplified D&D. Okay. Um, I think Ryan was a little skeptical when he first sat down because <laughs> he knows how D&D can ruin lives. But um, Nick, Nick was on board, and, and as we started rolling and playing and we started really getting into it, um, both the boys actually really caught on. So um, I will That's have awesome. that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, what I'll do is I'll probably post this episode first, and then a couple days later I'll post the, the first episode of our Rysis battle. Um, but it was really <laughs> cool. And, and I made characters from the shoes. I had worlds built in a whole storyline. So um, you'll, you'll see as you listen in. I really encourage you guys to listen to that. Uh, again, the title of that one, it will be on this channel, but it's basically called, I'm sorry, Galaxy Battles in Old Disbelief, legally distinct from Star Wars A New Hope. Um, <laughs> that's, just, that's just what it is, but it's coming and, and I'll probably have about three episodes out of that. So anyways, speaking of Star Wars, we got a lot to cover. Boys, wow, what a weekend. Yes. Yeah. 
I think we had, um, I think we all have different opinions of it. I think that even Nick Louse Man had a different opinion than I thought he was going to of it. I think that there was a lot going on in this movie, and I think that we just need to get into it. So this right now, we will call it, uh, we are about 23 minutes into the podcast, and I'm going to say full spoilers. <clears throat> full, full yeah. absolute Spoiler spoilers. Alert. Yeah, so not, if, no hold bars. <laughs> if you have not seen the movie, we have not said anything yet to spoil it. Um, I, I personally, here, we'll, we'll just do one round just give your general opinion, no spoilers. And then we're going to just, just <laughs> cap it. um, Ryan lead us off. No spoilers. Just what were your thoughts of the movie? The cinematography was fantastic. Uh, I thought Ray looked beautiful as ever. And the ending was spectacular. There's my non-spoiler review. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Um, Dane, you want to go next? Sure. During the movie, I enjoy myself. I was bored at some point. Uh, for a little while and then kind of came back to um, kind of enjoyed it while I was there. I had friends I saw with who enjoy Star Wars and we sat outside and talked about it for 30 minutes. So initial response was good. And then when I sat down and I thought about it, I started to get angry and mad. And I think and I started I, to flow through you. <laughs> I think I was fueled by other people's reviews to where I was like, yeah, I think exactly that way. Uh, I, and then, you know, talking to you guys uh, via text a little bit, Donnie, I, you kind of pulled me back down. And um, I realized that, you know, maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe I'm overreacting. There's nothing I can do. So here I am. I'm, I'm kind of coming back around full circle uh, back to where it began, and I'm okay with it. So you, you had yep. a coming to Luke moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. So before before we get into spoilers, my my piece on my piece on it is uh, I really think uh, so. So the problem is I think with fans is that they look you know us first off Star Wars fans are the biggest critics of Star Wars movies, and they they are very loud when they don't like something. So mm-hmm. um, I think that for a Star Wars movie, if you're looking at Rogue One and and the prequels and the original and the new trilogy, whatever maybe this movie was, I think a 2017 adaptation of a Star Wars movie. What that means is, mm-hmm. is it, it played it, it played into the things that it needed to the light side, the dark side, the hope. It, it did a lot of new things, which I think is the last the last piece of Star Wars we got to do anything new was the prequels. And if you tell me that the prequels were the best part of Star Wars, then then <laughs> I will slap you right in the mouth because I don't I don't agree. But that said. People, people are also up in arms about The Force Awakens because The Force Awakens was just a rehash, right? Oh, it's the same old thing, right? <laughs> well, there was a lot of different things in this movie. So if you were looking for a Star Wars movie that is that is definitely different, um, this is that Star Wars movie. Did it hit all the notes that a Star Wars movie needs to? Yes, it did. Therefore, I think it's a great Star Wars movie. In my opinion, I, I love Empire. Uh, I think Return of the Jedi uh, is fantastic. This is this is this is way up there, man. Um, it's way up there because it it developed a lot of character story. Rogue One, of course, is is a fantastic movie, but I didn't give two craps about any of the characters because there was no development. This was all development on these characters. So, um, that's what I'm gonna say. I loved it. I personally thought it was a great movie. It was a great Star Wars movie. That's all I have to say. But I know it's highly po- polarizing. So at this point, we're gonna rip the knob off. Spoilers are coming. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. You can say whatever you want to. It doesn't matter. This no, is spoilers. Still, no, Jesus Christ. There it goes. <laughs> Cut in half. <laughs> there it goes. 
Or is he dead? I don't know. He's definitely I mean, dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. They I mean, he's been but they zoomed in on his face with his dumb tongue sticking out. It looked like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Oh, man. Dead. Definitely dead. Dead Schmeagle. Yeah. One hideous dude. Um, all right. So on the notes, we have a whole bunch of questions and things. What I want to get through, because I think that we're going to run out of time very quickly. Again, we have about 20 minutes left in this one. I have this notepad here. What I did is I went through and I combed back through episode 56 and I grabbed a whole bunch of uh, predictions and questions that we had. If we have more time, we will get into these additional questions that I have listed here on our show notes, which you guys, of course, can't see. Um, but first off, Dane, mm-hmm. did you get spoiled just before seeing the movie again? I did not. Oh, fantastic. That's just yes. amazing. Good for you. Well done. Beautiful. Did you wear earmuffs? Did you put your face in your popcorn bin? Like did you, you go to the pisser? No. That's I, what everybody wants to know. <laughs> I... Stood in a line, and I uh, kept to myself. I looked around. I made sure I wasn't listening to anybody else, and I made my way to my seat with my popcorn and soda, and I was good, clear, good to I, go. I have, did you have your your uh, military grade pistol on your hip and your dog tags <laughs> out? Leave the Is that possibly why no one said anything when you were walking around? No, because uh, everyone else in the movie theater was a Marine, too. So I'm in a city with 60,000 Marines. So, uh, okay, so if I was that guy just... with a, a pistol and my dog tags out, people would look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you would just have to explain the situation clearly yes. so they knew why you were saying <laughs> a word so, about Star Wars. So I'm just going to put Why'd you bring your kids? <laughs> I'm just going to put Check through that one as a no. We didn't. That one didn't come true. That's okay though. That's that's fine. We'll just. I will say this. That one. Oh, that was maybe close. Almost. There is a toddler in front of me, and and the kid was fine. He didn't say anything except at one point during the movie, he goes, "Where's Yoda?" (laughs) And Yoda hadn't shown up yet. So I was like, "Oh, not in this kid." And then when Yoda popped, yeah, I was like, "Okay." He knew. All right. You knew. Let's just make this as free-flowing as possible. What the hell did you think of that Yoda? I I am. Really? It's Puppet Yoda. Yeah, but. That was a good Yoda. That was a good Yoda. Very off about. It very um, off, yes, but. It was high definition? He was the Puppet Yoda in high No, it was Puppet Yoda. In high definition. There had to have been a a touch of CGI on that because it didn't didn't look like Dagobah Yoda. It looked. Original little, um, voice actor, yeah. correct? Oh, was it? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, thought, yeah, no, because they said Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Oz was on set. They said so. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I love. No, I loved his dialogue because it was crazy. Like he was a <laughs> like a dingbat. He was absolutely crazy, and he did his little dingly feet thing. Like that was yeah. so weird. He was just having a good time. And apparently, you can shoot lightning as a as a force ghost now. That I mean, that's one of my questions i guess you could say yeah they pushed the boundaries of a lot of this stuff but but man that's uh yeah that was wild and, and that's right. one of the reasons i'm kind of mad is is little stuff like that where yeah. something happens yeah. you're like how is that happening it hasn't happened before i'm mad what the heck and there's a lot of little things like that in this movie which kind of mm. irks me yeah, but they're little. They're little things to where it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I just I, again, like what what I harken back to is like, man, like they they really took some risks on this movie, and I don't. 
here's my my the, my favorite part about this is that I've heard people they come out of the theater and they love it. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing. Then two days later, they're like, huh? And they and they go back and watch it again. That was me. Right, right. They go back, well, they go back and watch it again. So then there's other people that come out like, man, like like Blouse Man. He's like, I freaking hate this movie. I hate it. It's the worst <laughs> movie. They they have one space battle. That's what he said on text. They have one space, space battle. battle. Like, to be honest, the entire movie they're in space. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> the entire movie. The entire yeah. movie they are in space. So I don't know. I don't know where that. But I'm just saying, like, there's arguments like that. And then. You know, a week from now, he might watch again and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, well, now, now it kind of comes. But, but again, if you think about it, the problem is we were spoiled with Rogue One. Action packed. There was, it was twists and turns and fist fights and space battles and this and that. And they were just knocking people down and blowing up crap all the time. It was really very cool. But um, that is not, that is not what Star Wars was about. A, a, a New Hope, sure, pretty action packed, but it was the 70s, man. It's, it's not the <laughs> yeah, same. Exactly. It's not the same movie now, so I don't know. Um, but again, again, focusing on time, I'm going to go back to this list. I'm going to start off. I have my predictions, Laos's predictions, Dane's predictions, and Ryan's predictions. Prediction? Actually, yeah, there's one. Yeah, okay, um, cool. So, so I'll go through, I'm going to run through these real fast, and some of these are the same, but I'm going to run through them as we each said them, and then we can talk about them just briefly, and we'll keep moving along so we can hopefully you know, get, get through this quickly. Ryan, we're going to start with you since you had the fewest amount of predictions, but you, you, did, have, you did have one that was correct. You, you specifically said it may even come down to Luke versus Kylo, and that happened as a oh. matter of fact that was one of my favorite scenes that was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie because it certainly wasn't that casino scene that's when you um, that's when you hit me on the shoulder we're like you called it you called it yeah you you absolutely called it because you said you said it may come down to luke versus kylo i love that scene i love that scene even though luke wasn't actually in there and it was it was kind of an astral plane situation dane yeah. what'd you what'd you think about that i liked it i mean when he first came down i was like how the hell did he get there and I saw his face, and I saw his beard was darker, his hair was shorter. I'm like, okay, some something's fishy here. Something, something's not right, yeah. Something's fishy. And then, you know, he, he did his thing with Leia, and then he, you know, winked at C, uh, C-3PO. His thing with Leia was, was such nice closure, right, wasn't it? Was like, he was like, hey, it was good. you know. Yep. And, and he specifically said, he's like, I cannot bring Kylo back. I can't bring your your boy back. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to go out there anyways. Yeah, and I liked his intera- his like, very quick interaction with C-3PO because he's the only yeah. one who's ever treated him, well, him, I say him, yeah. loosely there. But yeah. uh, he's the only respect. one that treats that, jo- <laughs> that droid with any respect. So I really like that. Mm. But when they're in the sand, you see Kylo kind of turn his feet and you see the red. Yep. And then, and you, then, then you see Luke turn his feet and nothing. nothing. I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go. I get oh, it. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. That's yeah. what I did. I did. And that's the second time I watched that. I saw that. And that's, that's why I didn't get that mad because people were like, Oh, it's like a dream sequence, man. It's so stupid. It's like, well, it's not really because they, they, they put several pieces in play that let you know it was not a dream sequence. Like you, they changed his beard color. He, he wasn't walking on any kind of grand. Yeah. They never touched lightsabers. They didn't yeah. touch lightsabers. So something you had to be like, Hey, listen, this isn't right. And I, I caught that immediately, but I kind of thought yeah. at first he was in that he looked that way because that's the way Kylo saw him last. Yeah. And but then he pulled out the blue lightsaber. Then I kind of got confused and was like kind of mad at that scene. But then when I thought about it, it's like, you know, whatever. It's Luke, blue lightsaber. It is what it is. Cause they show him with the green lightsaber attacking Kylo. Right. In the stream. Yeah. But oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a great. Well, this, this sounds like a movie I need to go back and watch again. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. And like your those little details. Changed. That's why I like it. That's yeah, why those I like little it. details. Like, no, no, I'm, my, my opinion's been the same. I've loved it. But I didn't realize that he had the green lightsaber and then the blue lightsaber that that the, and the well, feet turning in the in the on the ground like that wasn't something that i that i picked well, up on i was too fizzy focused on what was unraveling in front of me that those little details i missed out on mm-hmm. well and there's and there's things like like the way that luke tells the story of the jedi temple being brought down the way that kylo tells the story mm-hmm. and luke luke looks very different and then Kylo tells a story, and Luke looks very different. Like he looks, looks very evil. different. <laughs> right, he looks like he's gonna like literally just murder him. Yeah. You know, so, so whatever. But okay. Next, next up is Laos Man. So Laos Man had a couple predictions, of course. He said that Kylo and Ray buddy up and do some stuff together. That's that's a, that's a fact. <laughs> that actually that actually happened for a moment um, in time. Uh, yep. Yep, for a moment in time. So we can talk about that, but that comes up a couple times here. So let's just let's just move on. Yeah. Leia dies. She doesn't die, but she does get blown out of a spaceship. So I want to give him credit for that because <laughs> the average Leia. I hated that. I, I hated, hated that, that too. Scene. I hated that. Why did you guys hate that? Okay, well, we, go ahead. Okay, for one, uh, you never really see her use the Force ever until well, this very scene. I mean, a little bit. Okay, until this very scene. So. To where she's like Mary Poppins herself back into the but on Hoth. She knew that that something was wrong. Yeah, she knew yes. that he was out there. That's yeah. that's the second movie. So we but knew she, she didn't have I mean float, she floating blown, ability. She got blown the yeah. fuck up. Why yeah. wasn't she scratched or anything? Was she already in a protective bubble? Was she got hit? I so I don't know. That was just kind of it was just weird. It was so. But that was one of those risks they take. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I surprised Donnie with some, something every Star Wars fans knows, uh, Star Wars fan knows uh, before we went and saw this movie because I watched Return of the Jedi. And uh, Vader says if it's not Luke that goes to the dark side, that he would in then turn uh, his sister. He would find his sister, turn to the dark side, that you know he would make her powerful and all this. Stuff. So, I mean, I know you guys know this, but we've known since return of the Jedi that she was, that she has the force in her. So I I wasn't too surprised. I mean, I was totally shocked, but I wasn't too surprised after the fact, if that makes sense. And well, that's an interesting perspective because Ryan, Ryan, don't take this wrong, but you, you know, you, you were a casual fan, me and Dane and Lyle, we we were diehard fans in the beginning. So as casual as they come (laughs) for us to see her just pick up the, the force. But then again, keep in mind what's happening in this whole movie. Uh, you know, we learned that Ray's parents, spoiler alert, um, and we'll get into this, are, are no one. At least that's what we've been told. Are no one. They're drunks. They're, they're merchants. They left her on a planet. They sold her for booze, whatever. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that anybody could have the force, right? At the mm-hmm. end of this movie, for a fact, there's a little boy in the Canto by Casino horse racing area that picks with the broom. I don't know if you noticed it, Dane. Yes. Picks with the broom. Using yeah, the force, I, right? I clap my hands. I said, yeah. what the heck? So, <laughs> I just said it too. So anybody, anybody can use the force, right? So, so the fact that we haven't seen Leia, but we've heard about it in books, we've seen her feel it. We we know that she has a presence of Luke, um, that that she can connect with him in some way. Like it's, it didn't bother me that much. Now it bothered me the fact that she looked like the Statue of Liberty flying <laughs> <in> space. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how how else can you how else can you make that happen? If if I didn't see it happen in Guardians of the Galaxy two years ago, then I would I would be like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I was like, Peter Quill just did the same thing. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the that's the weird stuff that I thought about it. But at the same time, how much effort does it really require to to, to move through space? Not a lot, uh, right? 
Not a lot. Quite a bit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I, mean, I think just, that you just got to use depends directionally. Well, you, you can <laughs> use you, a solar. You can use solar radiation to move through space. So really, it, it would probably require only a small amount of the force compared to lifting a Jedi or a million boulders off of a smoldering escape hatch, right? Sure. I mean, I just think I think I think comparatively, it's probably a low impact. But I don't know. You know what um, I think really pissed fans off about that entire scene? Why? How they did Admiral Akbar. Oh, and yes. he just got brushed aside. <laughs> so yes. that's why people are so mad. It's not about her using the my, ball. My, my, <laughs> my biggest hang-up is Admiral Akbar. I'm so mad. That they I'm so mad. He got trapped. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm mad about that. I'll dive too. into this a little bit because I hate all the little subplots that Ryan Johnson tries to throw into this movie. But with uh, – what's her name? Laura um, – Admiral Haldo. Yeah, Admiral Haldo. Lord, Laurel Dern. I didn't like her character. She was just thrown in there for no reason. In my opinion, they could have easily just had Admiral Akbar be like, yeah, what's up? I got it. I'll take the I, ship. Yeah. You think they could? he could have gone out with the blaze of girl, glory? Yes. Please. Yeah. It would have been very oh cool. My gosh. Yeah, that would have been very cool. That would have been very, very cool. But yeah, but yeah, you can't, that would have been couldn't funny. really do that, but in my heart. No, yeah. I, I think in a heart you, you could have, but you couldn't have done because there was Poe accusing her of being the traitor and then them yeah. holding him up. You could never have done that with Akbar. He just no. wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have done it. And he was too old to just sneak away and steal a ship and just you know be you know, he couldn't yeah. have done it. So And I think that's a, the biggest issue with this movie and huge Star Wars fans is we all create our own narrative. And when it doesn't happen the way we want it to, we mm. get mad. That's true. We cry. You know what, Dane? That yeah, is probably the Wars most movie. profound, uh, you know, thing that <laughs> I said. When we started, Star Star <laughs> no, Wars but, fans are the biggest haters of Star Wars. No, but just that's yeah, what it is. No, yeah. I get it. No, so playing onto that, I think everybody had this idea of what they wanted to happen, how they wanted to see things unfold, and it didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen, or like. Maybe uh, to me personally, though Snoke died and we were all rooting for that, like I, I thought he died too quickly. Like I would have rather seen some more stuff with him, to be honest with you, or whatever. I'm, but and I think we I, all do. But I love the fact that it kept us guessing. I love the fact yeah. that we were on the edge of our seats, and I love the fact that every theory that was out there, it somehow went a different way. That's yeah, what I. They, that's what I loved about it. Now that I can think about it a little bit more and really dive into to the story more, is Snoke. He was just that stepping stone to make Kylo that right. much that bigger guy. character. Exactly. Which is, a step, which is a step that Vader never took, right? So from right. here on oh, out, yes. it is not the same as the, as the last one. And Dane, one of Dane's first text messages when he got out of the theater was, well, that's exactly the same as 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That's really the same. I'm like, it's not the same. It's very different. I'm like, everything about this story is different. I'm like, this that's whole right. story is different. Force Awakens was a rehash. I get it. You wanted different. You're so pissed that it was the same. Yeah. It's different. And now you're still pissed. Yeah. And Donnie, but, you're, Donnie's going to end up going down the list to mine mm-hmm. where I wanted Kylo and Ray to get together make this new order, get rid of the first order, get rid of the Jedi, create this new thing. And when it was getting ready to happen, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And then it just went. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to what Donnie just said too, um, Vader did ultimately do what Kylo did, but it killed him. And that's why he could never do it to become more powerful than he already was in that Supreme sense. Whereas Kylo 
wasn't in a position to lose his life, took out Snoke. Now he's to the Supreme Leader. And, and now there's more of a story. So, Dane, if it would have gone the way that you wanted it to go, the story ends. Like, who's the evil out there? Now it's still Kylo in that sense. I mean, that's he, exactly right. He's probably well, still more to be feared. Uh, and they still have the, the, the First Order. So, well, so not necessarily. Holy shit, am I a Star Wars fan now? Wow, what the <laughs> yes, fuck? You are. <laughs> no, you became one when you watched the uh, the Empire Strikes Back or whatever you watched that 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 turned you to the to the the Star Wars side. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that like, all right, whatever. We don't have to get into it, but but Kylo, you know, Kylo wanted he wanted to be the he, he told Ray he's just just like Vader said. He said he said to Ray just like Vader said to Luke. He said, listen, you and me, we can rule the galaxy, and we can kill the Empire, and we can be this. He never achieved that. Kylo achieved it, looked for Rey, and she was already gone. Yeah. So now, now he's the supreme leader. So whatever. All right, keep going. I won't say typical woman because I don't want to offend anybody. But <laughs> we're still on. We're st- we are still on Laos man. Okay. Um, <laughs> keep it. Keep it going. Got to keep it going. So Laos man's other quote said, um, uh, back when he's on the um, island of rocks, he said that Luke is just on the island drinking a bunch of beers. I don't. He he did drink out of the nipple of that thing, the green milk. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as beers, but I'm giving it to Laos. <laughs> green man, green milk coming 2020. There, there yep. it is. There it is. Um, 19, right. 19, 19. Yeah, well, 19 solo, 20 will be the next one. But fair enough. Um, no, it might be 19. You're right, 19. No, 18 solo. What am I talking about? Jeez. Yeah. All right, oh anyways, my gosh. So we're moving on to my predictions, which I have a lot fewer than Dane did. Um, there was a squabble between Luke and and. Uh, Ray, which of course there was. I didn't anticipate he was just going to chuck the lightsaber over his head and call it a day, but that's fine. I did laugh when that happened. I, I did too. I <laughs> was, when I thought I was, about it, I was mad. I was like, why did you just throw that? But yeah, I well, did laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the the Yoda scene made that made that all the all make more sense to me because he was like, listen, you're you're just same old Luke. Like you're worried about the future. You have no idea what's in front of you. He's like, and you just don't care. He's like, you think that you're this big guy. He's like, none of this stuff matters. The lightsaber doesn't matter. And yet Luke was like, you know, screw it. I don't I don't care. Um yeah. I thought that was that that scene stood out. The very that it was the first Three thirty seconds of the movie, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Um, I also called it that the rebel fleet would be on the run, which they were again to Louse Man's discredit. The entire movie, they were on the run in space, so that's good. Uh, they get mad at Snoke, the two of them together, which which I, I agreed. I was like, yeah, I knew they would do that, but I think that was kind of on everybody's on everybody's radar there. I I said that they would escape from Octu. That did not happen. There was no fight on Octu. Luke never left Octu, so I was totally wrong on that one. I did state that Ray and Kylo would fight, but they didn't kill each other, so that's fine. I I was wrong about that, um, but I did say that Snoke would die. Or spiral off into <laughs> abyss, <laughs> which he did not do. He strictly just died, and I, I'm telling you, he is dead. <laughs> I know he is. Dead. Yeah, there's no um, backstory. Although yeah. they'll probably just read the books. I think. Books. That, I think. I think. Well, I think also, six months from now, imagine the next two books that come out. One of them is going to be Snoke's backstory, right? It tells everything yep. about Snoke. I mean, that's that's what it will be because Snoke's Snoke's card was played. He was set up to be this em- emperor. He was pulled out, plucked out, you know, from the story. And so I think that's going to happen. And we'll, we'll learn that. Whatever. Yeah, way too that. comfortable, though. He he didn't have a Jedi or a, even like a Sith robe. Like he had, which, which I've read, he's not well, Sith. He, was a, he, he looked he like you after. I thought he was the <laughs> yeah, first cocky. Jedi. 
<laughs> like he, he was, really looked he was like just a cocky there. bastard. Well, he still could be affiliated with Re- with with Revan or or Bane or somebody else. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who are those? Uh, guys? I also those are from the Old Republic. Um, ah, okay. Mentioned that the rebels would be left in turmoil. Doesn't take rocket science to figure out that would have happened. <laughs> um, I know rock scientist. I I know rocket surgeon. <laughs> surgeon. So oh. we we found out who's who Ray's parents are. I did say that we would find out who's Ray, who Ray's parents are. For my argument, we found out, and they're nobody. So. Nobody. Mm. Yep. All right. Moving on to Dane's predictions, then we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Dane's predictions, we were going to get a whole lot of Luke's backstory. We did and we didn't. We learned about the Jedi Temple. Temple? Temple? Just like you said, we might, Dane. You also mentioned that, that we would see about the the Jedi Temple and what happened there. So we didn't see a lot about the Temple. We saw what happened to it. We saw that scene where he brought the roof down on Luke two two different times from two different stories. I think that's good. Oh, we didn't that way real, real quick. That's that's a yep. really big point in the entire movie is the the force in general. Like, the, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, it, it burned. Everything is gone. Correct. For, oh, like the old true. books. Yeah. His, yeah. His, well, well, that's we'll huge. The books, the books, R- the books she Ray showed took him. Ray took the books in the last scene. Last oh, scene I didn't see that. In, in the, the Falcon. In one of the capsules of the Falcon, she had the book stashed away. Uh, even Yoda, even Yoda said that, oh, we'll, we'll burn the books. Yeah, burn books we will. And um, <laughs> whatever it was, she still had the books. So yeah, I don't I know if Yoda really knew, but Luke thought they were gone. So yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. The, Dane, you suggested that we were going to get some of Luke's travels. We really didn't. Again, he didn't leave that planet. The entire story, no. he never left that planet. With I thought he was going to pull that X-Wing out of the water and fly off. I was hoping for it. Never <laughs> happened. You you mentioned that that um, Kylo doesn't shoot Leia. Someone else does to kill her, which actually 100% happened. He didn't shoot it. His backup soldiers shot the Mom. thing and blew her up. Um, she didn't die, but whatever. Um, turned ties on... Yeah, turn ties on Snoke. Yes, they both did turn ties on Snoke. And Kylo going against Snoke as a team up. You were absolutely right. They did. Uh, we will not know until the third movie uh, what Snoke is or what the value was there or what the outcome is of this. Which again, you're right, Dane. <laughs> was Ray pushed into the water? Remember that conversation? That was from like three <laughs> episodes ago. Yes, she was. <laughs> Somehow she was pushed into the water. <laughs> Don't know. It didn't look like it was Luke, but Dane, you were right. <laughs> I remember that from the first conversation we had about the, the Last Jedi. You're oh like, oh, God. she was definitely pushed. I'm like, how was she pushed? There's no way she was pushed. <laughs> um, just regular people using the Force, which is what your end point was, is that the Force is bigger, there's a gray, there's a dark, there's a light, whatever. But just that anybody regular can use the Force, that was on the your Jedi list. don't own the Force. That's right. And that's what you said, and you were absolutely right. So good on you. Um, and then you, you also said that there was always bad in Kylo. There was maybe there was always good or always bad, but there's definitely always one or the other. Um, I yeah. think what it looks like is that there was always bad in Kylo, and I think that was nurtured from a young age, which is what they kind of told us. And then he expanded upon. Or it. did Luke perpetuate those were our predictions, it. boys? I think it was because his parents oh, were kind of yeah. bad parenting. And that's what I said. I said bad parenting. <laughs> But you said, well, well, he's just, you know, he had a little bad in him. And I think, Ryan, to, to just what you just said right there, Luke Luke failed him. I mean, Luke absolutely failed him, and Luke realized that. But that's what this movie was all about, was about failure, mm. right? And, and, 
And Yoda mentioned that a bunch of times, and Luke mentioned that a bunch of times, his own hubris. I mean, they mentioned that it was about failure, and that's what made this movie so good. Um, yeah. That's why I liked it so much, because the second movie in the trilogy needs to be about failure. They need to fail before they can rise from the ashes, and that's what they're about yeah. to do in the third one. There's, like... 23 rebellion forces left. <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's and a bunch of foxes, but besides that, there's like literally no one else uh, left. So. Ice foxes, just well. So now, so now <laughs> they've got a little kid with a broom looking like Luke Skywalker telling his story of his legend. I mean, five they're, they're gonna pick up episode nine five years from now. Ray's trained, they have a thousand people in their army. I mean, that's that's where I see this going. And One last thing, um, yeah. People have been pissed because whether Luke dies or not, like he maybe supposedly gives himself up. What are your theories behind, uh, you know, what we saw with Luke disappearing at the end of, of the film without really actually being killed or or anything like that? What are your thoughts? And you know, did, does he does he make a presence in the next episode? What are you, what are your thoughts behind that? Yes, Obi Wan Kenobi, right. same thing. Yeah, you can take it first, Dane, but um, go ahead. So, uh, Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan's fighting Darth Vader. He looks over at Luke. Darth Vader swipes at him. He disappears out of his cloak. I think the same exact thing happens to Luke Skywalker in this movie. Um, He becomes one with the Force, peace with the Force, whatever you want to call it, and his life is good. He's done. He's good to go. So he just disappears. Yoda did the same thing. Mm. He drifted off into sleep and his clothes were there and he just yeah. became one with the force. And and see what I think with Luke to, to answer your question specifically. And this is what I'm kind of torn on. Cause I don't know if it's this or if it's, it's the opposite way. Luke went there from a projection of his own self, which if you remember when Yoda was talking to Luke, where the thing was burning down, that green aura kind of went away. He was literally physically, oh. physically there. When Ray and Kylo touched hands, they literally physically touched. So I think there's a new force something that's allowing them to cross into an actual plane. He handed those those gold dice to, to Leia, and she yep. held them in her hand. Now, they faded away. That's fine. But what I'm saying is I think that when Luke was there and he told all those those bruisers, the, the ATMRs or whatever they are, to shoot down on him, I think he literally absorbed all all that firepower and then getting sliced in half after fighting with Kylo literally killed him. Like I literally think that killed him, but in doing so he simply didn't die from gunshot wound or from being cut in half. He just, his body went into the force and he, he will definitely come back in full force. No pun intended to be a part of the next movie alongside Obi-Wan and Yoda and whoever else. A Hayden Christensen for Pete's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so looking at what you just said and, and taking into account Obi-Wan and taking, I'm going to get really deep here just a second. Uh, Obi-Wan and then taking account Yoda and also Luke and maybe I'm wrong, but they almost have that look of peace upon them. Yeah. Where they lose all fear and then they disappear. Sorry. I just hit my, my uh, headset here. So, could could it be that when a Jedi loses all fear, they disappear? Not to not to rhyme, but only the only reason I'm saying that is because I feel like I've seen the episode one, two, and three a couple years ago. It's been been years, but I feel like they were actually like mowed down and killed. They they didn't have that moment of peace, whereas Yoda, well, Obi Wan, and Luke did. Right, oh, right. The choice of losing the fear made them disappear. 
into right. the force. Well, well you know, if, you, so, if you have any type of fear in you, you have that the darkness can can grab you. Yeah, and Which also kept them living in a sense. Whereas well, becoming to the to coming to the force was that moment of peace. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's more than a moment of peace. I think okay. it's, it's also it's a trained huh. it's a trained thing because Yoda, who studied under Qui Gon Jinn from the first yeah. and second yeah. Of, yeah. of the prequels, right? He te- technically was was under Qui Gon to learn this ability to come back mm. as a as a Force ghost. So Qui Gon Jinn taught it to Yoda, who taught it to Luke, who taught it you know taught it to Obi Wan. I'm sorry, then taught it to Luke. I mean, oh, it's okay. kind of all this kind of stuff happened, but it's it's a learned. It's a learned thing. thing. And I think okay. It's gotten to the stage of progression where it's a true mastery of what that may be. And maybe there's an, an evolved state like Kylo actually being able to physically make contact, though they're planets apart, which was only there. Oh, because, that's because, right. Oh, but, yes. but, but Snoke bridged them through the force to allow them to do that. He used oh, really? his force to bring them to that peak because neither one of them knew what was going on. She couldn't see him. I mean, she could see him. He couldn't see her. Yeah. So there was, an, there was an evil that was helping them to do that. Ray was strictly a participant. Um, oh, I didn't catch you know. on to that. That's a good point. I did not catch yeah. on to that. Okay. Yeah. Very crazy. I just had one last question. What the hell was that? What the hell was that cave scene with Ray with, with yeah, a thousand the, rings? With the mirror snapping snaps. So the weird. Mirror scene. Yeah, that's one of those weird subplots where they try to tie in maybe the darkness. Her wanting to know who her parents were. That was the darkness speaking to her. So they had to use mm. some kind of scene to bring that to life. Yeah. But maybe they did it the wrong way. I don't know. That was, a, that was a waste of time. That was, you know, 152 minutes of movie. Maybe take, maybe dial that back a little bit. Yeah. And you'd be fine. So All that and the whole casino, Finn and Rose bullshit. Canto bike, go away. <laughs> Finn and Rose, go away. The best thing that came out of the Canto Bite was honestly that little kid. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. I think that I I think he might have something to do with with, with Ryan Johnson's new franchise. Who knows? I maybe That's what they're saying. Yeah, hopefully it's not that cut and dry, simple, plain Jane, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. And All I right. think hundred percent of people who saw the movie agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I also think that fifty percent of them loved it today and fifty percent of them will love it tomorrow. But in between there, who knows? Um that is what uh holds us and binds us together. It's why the force is such a great living thing that is and dwells within us all. I thank both of you gentlemen for joining us this evening. Um, if you have anything else to say, guys, any final closing remarks or should we just close this mother down? Excellent stuff. <laughs> you guys know where to find us. <laughs> well, well, why, where, why don't we say that again? Ryan, where yeah. can the good kids find you? Uh, on uh, Twitter or Instagram at BroodBoy813 or somewhere on Facebook arguing what is a catch in the NFL and what isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know where you won't be? You will not be arguing that. It's going to be in our Facebook group, Craft Brews and Geek News. It is That's where right. All of the uh, the Brewmasters Club members can come to enjoy some good conversation and some fun stuff. I'm sorry that the uh, page was a little bit dry for the last few weeks. <clears throat> I mentioned to everybody that I was going to be social media dark as I was not online at all. Because I didn't want to get spoiled. But if you're listening to this, you've already been spoiled. So please find us there. Dane, where can they find you? Uh, at DTMert on Twitter. Fantastic. And you, again, can find me on uh, Brewmasters Club on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Snapchat, think so. 
Uh, you can also find the 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 group here on Facebook at Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group. Just Google it or just Facebook. Look for it. Um, also, we're on um, uh, PlayStation and Tarkin Trash. We play some Battlefront Two, which we all have, with the exception of Ryan and Dane. <laughs> so basically, me and Nick have it. <laughs> uh, Chet has it too, so we're all gonna play. But 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 um, you can find us there. Um, and, and guys, as we say, well, Dane, as we say at the end of every podcast here, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops, farm boy. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Very good, Dane. But but we can track you on that whole statement. This ain't Battlestar Galactica, man. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, boy. Guys. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>